podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. Good morning and welcome to New Hope. I'm going to ask you to participate with me for just a moment or two. I want to ask you to say three things and we'll say it out loud together. And pay attention to what's going on inside you as we speak. The first thing I want to invite you to affirm out loud together is simply this. I love the Lord. Say it with me if you are able. I love the Lord. Now here's the second thing. The Lord loves the church. Would you say that out loud with me? The Lord loves the church. And the third thing I want you to say is, I love the church. Are you ready? Out loud together, I love the church. I ask you to pay attention to what's going on inside of you. Were any of those statements harder for you to say than the others? Did you find it easy to say all three things, or did you want to qualify a little bit? Did you want to push back a little bit? Did you want to say to me, well, now hang on. I'll, I'll say that, but I need to put a few footnotes in there because that's a pretty big blanketing statement that you're making. In the next weeks, we're going to be reflecting as we continue our study of the book of Ephesians on the church and God's love for the church and the possibility of those who love the Lord to love the church with all her frailties and all her faults. And where we start this morning is with a picture of what the church is called and meant to be. The opening verses of chapter 4 talk about unity. The closing verse of chapter 3 talks about giving glory to God through the church. And that happens as the people of God do worthy work inside the victory, the cosmic victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we're going to look at this morning is a wonderful picture of what the church is called to be. Community of people held together by the bond of peace and giving attention to that bond of peace, keeping keeping the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And this image of how we are to behave and how we experience something really, really wonderful. If you hesitated when I invited you to say that last phrase, I love the church, it's very probably because you have experienced something that is not what God intends the church to be. It's very probably because in some way you or others who had authority over you or a community or a construct took a wrong turn. The church is a beautiful thing when we let God do God's work and when we take up our worthy work within his cosmic victory. I want to talk to you this morning about something very, very big and something very, very small, about the cosmic work of Christ to bring all things under the authority of God and the worthy work of Christians who are called to just keep traveling a path 
of humility and gentleness and patience and bearing with each other in love. We do all this inside a cosmic drama of Christ taking hold of all power and authority in the world, gathering it up into God's purposes and redistributing his gifts into the body of Christ. So let me invite us to turn to Ephesians and read the words that I have just given a high-level summary of, and let those words sink into our spirits this morning as we reflect. Can I invite you to stand? And if you are listening to this as a podcast and you're driving, please do remain seated. But if you're in your lounge room and it's convenient for you to do so, I invite you to stand. We stand as a posture of respect. We stand to open our hearts, and to receive God's voice into our spirits. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says... When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. This is the word of God. You can take your seats. And the very next bit goes on to describe some of the gifts that God has given to the church of apostles and prophets and teachers and pastors and evangelists. Now, I want to start with that last bit of the passage, which it's very possibly your eyes glazed over and you thought, what just happened? I was tracking with everything until we got to that little bit where Paul says, as it says, he led many captives and gave gifts to his people. What, what, what is going on there? Paul is quoting an Old Testament psalm, as he often does. And by quoting a psalm, he is invoking the the entire teaching of that psalm. When my kids were very young, and I think they still do it, even though they don't live with us, they would speak to one another in quotations from popular movies and songs on the radio. It was astonishing, their ability to speak a language that I could never keep up with and fun to listen to. And with each quotation, they would invoke an entire movie memory, a wonderful musical experience. That's what Paul's doing here. He's quoting a verse from Psalm 68, verse 18, and he is invoking an image, a a wonderful concept. Psalm 68 is a a psalm that celebrates the triumphant victory of God over all the brokenness of creation. And it does that by picturing a triumphal procession as if the battle is done 
as if the victory has been won and now there is a parade, a march, a celebration. And in that triumphal procession, the king is honored. Now, the people who wrote this psalm and read it and sang it and celebrated in its truth would probably have been in that kind of post-war victory parade, not as the winners, but as the chattel chained together as the booty of war, as the plunder of the Assyrian and then Babylonian empires and conquests. They were exiles in Babylon when much of the somnity was pulled together as a hymn book to celebrate and anchor faith. And so this psalm takes an experience that many of them would have been through, chained together in a triumphal procession, and it flips the whole thing over, and it says that thing that we experienced, we're going to experience it again, but we won't be chained up when the Lord takes many captive It won't be human beings. It will be dark powers, principalities, rulers of this age, the forces of brokenness. That's a theme that runs all the way through Ephesians. We saw it in the first chapter. We'll see it again in the sixth chapter when Paul says, arm yourself against evil because you're not fighting people. You're not fighting flesh and blood. Your enemy is not the person who is near you. Never, never, never. It is this Darkness, this brokenness, this sinfulness, this pervasive hurt. So, the psalm pictures Jesus as the triumphant ruler, leading the parade. And all the pain and brokenness and misuse of power has been taken captive. And all the booty of this conquest is being redistributed the king would gather up all the treasure in a conquest and then redistribute it to those who are celebrating the victory. So so here's the picture. Here's what it means in practice. To live inside the victory of Jesus Christ means that Christ, through his death and resurrection, through his life and, and reigning presence with God, has gathered up all the power of this world... He has gathered up all that is broken and and, and hurtful and put it in chains, and he has redistributed authority. He has given gifts to his people, and we'll talk next week, prophets, apostles, teachers, pastors, evangelists. It's not about the power structures of this world. It's not about the politics and the plays for strength and authority and I'll rule. It's God gathering all that up redistributing it into the life of his church, renewed, reformed. And it's not about the power. It's all about the people. It's all about the people. How do we have unity in the church? How do we establish a context in which there is a working together? We need to do God's worthy work as Christians within Christ's cosmic victory. Which is to say, we handle power very, very carefully. We don't grab for power. We we 
serve in the mix of human experience. Let me say something that might be a little controversial. Let me go someplace that you may or may not agree with me. In the United States of America in the 1970s, they tried an experiment. The conservative Christians tried an experiment in which they, they tried to establish a moral majority. And so they, they formed a political action group to try and do some good things, like have prayer in the schools. And what follower of God doesn't want prayer at all levels of society? The moral majority went a step further, however, and they determined that what they would do is they would establish a political framework and that they would gather allegiance to that political framework and seek to gather up votes, gather up power, gather up strength, and bring change to culture. Now, I expect that the hearts were good, but the methodology stumbled. And today, it is one of the most divisive realities in the Christian community of American life. One faith, one baptism, one Lord, one God and Father of us all. And you, you shouldn't add to that. One political party. One political agenda. One way of seeing the vote. One way of engaging the issue. That is where we stumble. What is God's to do? God's work is all the power structures. It's all the cosmic issues. God's work is gathering up all the brokenness and all the power of this world and redeploying it in his spirit. What's our work to do? The worthy work of Christians. Be completely humble, Paul says. Be gentle. Be patient. And my critique of that part of the American story where a group tried to bring good things to others is that they missed that core work of the Christian community, being humble, being gentle, being patient, and laboring with each other in love. That is hard work to do. Maintaining unity is hard work to do. Be completely humble, Paul says. I don't want to be completely humble. I want to see progress. Be gentle. It is hard to be gentle when the stakes are so high. Be, be patient. It's even harder to be patient. When you're anxious, when you see the culture, when you see what's going on, when you see the dynamics, when you begin to think if somebody doesn't do something, we are going to lose the plot here. And that's where we need to come back to these wonderful verses at the end of what I read, read this morning, this vision of Christ's cosmic conquest. If you are in Christ, you're okay. You're safe. You're secure. You are held in his love. And the worthy work to which you and I are called will require us to be completely humble and gentle and patient. It will require us to, to keep 
the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. That's quite amazing, isn't it? So here's the point. The church that God loves, the vision that God has is totally lovable. The church that God wants us to be is an amazing, sensational, beautiful thing with humility and gentleness and patience that travels a journey. And we hold our convictions and we hold our views and we, we, we have understanding. And, and then we're able to, to hear each other out and to walk slowly with patience and kindly with gentleness and, and open-heartedly with humility. Is this making sense? Is this stirring you just a bit? Are you, do you want to push back just a little bit? Because these concepts are so countercultural. You should by now be saying in your heart, I don't know that that's going to work. I mean, if we don't actually get some muscle behind things, you know. And that's why this vision of the kingdom is so countercultural. As a church, New Hope, we're going to have a go at practicing some of this at some family forums in the upcoming season where we are quite literally going to try to strengthen our, our unity muscles and our discernment capacities as we sit with one another with some topics that are heated in the wider culture. So if you come on Monday night to our family forum on uh, the whole question of indigenous reconciliation, you'll hear some video clips of people that seem to pretty much saying exactly the opposite thing. And, and you think, whew, but they all have something really interesting to say. And as I've been taking this journey just three steps ahead of you so that we can come and be together on Monday night, I, I, I'm amazed at what things I have heard that cause me to, to, to discover. Is that where you're coming from and how you got from A to B? Because before I heard that, I thought you were just stupid. I thought that's, that's just dumb. Like, that's just, yeah, I, it, that, how could you possibly have such a view? That's just, that's just ridiculous. And in fact, that's the way the world works most of the time. There's me and there's stupid. And along that divide, wars happen, relationships fracture, and unity dissipates. And make no mistake about it, that seeps into the church all the time. The church has been shocking in her history on this score. We have repeatedly taken hold of power and diminished the place of humility and gentleness and patience. Patience. But God is so faithful. God is so kind. God is so good. We live in a day when the denominational divides that have so defined the church in the past years are actually breaking down. I, I witness this all the time, and you can come and be a part of it in a couple of weeks' time. We have a prayer week in the city. There are five different churches that we will visit on the five different nights of the week. I'm going to attend all five of them this year. I've decided that needs to be a priority. And if you want to come with me, I have three other seats in the car. Tell me which night, and we will go do this together. It's just amazing to see that there is one faith and one baptism, one Lord, one God and Father of us all. Oh, yes, there are lots of ways of baptizing, but there's only one Lord Jesus Christ in whose name we are baptized and one significance about that journey 
oh yeah, there's lots of theology and there's lots of opinions and there's lots of diversity and we bump into it all the time, but there is one faith. What, what C.S. Lewis liked to call mere Christianity. He was a smart man, C.S. Lewis. Alistair McGrath, who's a C.S. Lewis specialist, went off to uh, Lithuania to do some conference work and speaking with government bodies. And while he was there, the Christians approached him. They said, you have to do some lectures on C.S. Lewis in Lithuania because the Christians here so value his, his teaching. He helped us through some of the most difficult times in our country's history. So he does. He does these lectures. And McGrath said he was overwhelmed at the diversity of people in the room. From Orthodox to Catholic to Lutheran, the, 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 the wide range of individuals who have learned to accentuate our differences, but it is mere Christianity, basic Christianity, simple Christianity, one faith, one baptism, one Lord, one God and Father of us all. It, it is that which holds us in place. We're going to celebrate the communion meal. And as we do so, it is an opportunity for us to humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the Lord. That's what we say as we celebrate the communion meal. And the Lord loves the church. The Lord loves the church and invites us to love the church. And sometimes that's hard to do because the church sometimes is rubbish. The church sometimes has failed people because we've gone off track. We've gone out of our domain. We have sometimes said to God, thank you for the victory of Jesus. Love the way you've addressed eternal powers. There's a few things I'd like to do right now, right away. A few things I'd like to take control of, and that never works. God is saying to us this morning, trust my cosmic victory. Trust that I am the Lord of all things. And then do my work. Speak my truth, live out my justice, share my mercy, but do it with complete humility. Do it with gentleness and do it with bucketfuls of patience. It's the patience one that kills me. I don't know how it is with you, but I'm all up for humility. I know that's the right thing to do. And practicing it is hard. And gentleness, of course, but oh, it's hard. And patience, like how much patience? Like I'll forgive them, but what, seven times? And Jesus says, oh, 70 times seven and some more. Patience, patience. We're gonna practice it at the family forum. Come along and be a part of it. We're going to seek to think about these things as we walk through the book of Ephesians. And we are seeking to become a church of Jesus Christ, knit together with all the churches in this city and in this nation, that is the beautiful body of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is the church? The church is people who live inside the cosmic victory of the Lord Jesus Christ and who do the worthy work of Christians patiently, gently, humbly. That is what we are called to. Can I invite you to stand? And we're just going to have a prayer. And in standing, we're preparing ourselves for communion because this morning we're going to move. And I'm just going to invite those who are stewards to come and stand at the tables and they will serve you. And uh, 
I'm just going to invite you all to come forward and then move around the church and then back to take your seats. In moving, we become very conscious of each other. We become conscious of a whole room full of people shifting position and moving. And the communion asks us to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, strengths, souls, to unfold our mind into all of the beauty and wonder of who he is. And the communion asks us to be aware that we're part of a family. We're in this together. We're having a meal together. So as you move, just be mindful of all the people around you and think about them. All the differences, all the incredible uniquenesses, all the people who you would never choose to be friends with, except Jesus has thrown us all in together. And Sid, be humble, be gentle. Be kind to each other, be patient with each other. Because I'm doing awesome work and building you into a beautiful thing, which is the church. So here's the way we will do this. If you all move in that direction, and then circle around past the table and you'll be served and then go back in the opposite aisle, you should be good, right? Do we understand? We all need to move in that direction and circle around and come back. Unity is about moving in the same direction. It's about traveling together. It's about traveling together in Christ. And here's the beautiful thing about the church. God wants to lead us by His Spirit, in our spirits, in beautiful ways. That's the discernment piece. As we discover the differences and then sit and discern and then take action and decide. It's what God calls us to. Loving God, thank you for this beautiful meal. And thank you for the work that you're going to do in our lives today. As you nourish us, as you lead us, as you bless us. God, it is an amazing thing to think that you have invited us to share a meal with you. And so, Lord, we open our hearts and we welcome this privilege to be at your table, to be recipients of your goodness, to think again on the cross of Christ and to celebrate the cosmic victory of Jesus, our Lord, which gathers up the whole of this creation into allegiance to the Father. Lord, we live inside that story. And what a glorious thing it is. So speak to our hearts individually, Lord. Nourish us this morning. Forgive our sins, we pray. We are so full of brokenness. And heal us, we ask. You are so full of goodness. In the night in which the Lord Jesus was betrayed, He took bread and he broke it. He took wine and he offered it. He said, this is my body. This is my blood, which is for you. Eat, drink, and remember me. Can I invite you to just begin to move? So we'll all move in that direction and come around and just take a moment as you are served the elements and enjoy the bountiful presence of God. Thank you.